This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuckboy. The number one fuckboy. The number one fuckboy. Number one cuck boy. Number one good luck boy. Number one Andrew Luck sucks boy. Boy! Joining me as always in the High and Mighty Studios is my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabris. Arthur, give us a shout out. Yep, that's him licking his paws post-vomit. He just vomited on the couch in between my two lovely guests joining me in the High and Mighty Studios for the first time. Probably the one of the more requested guests over here since you guys are popping off in the podcast world now. Guys, put your hands to put your virtual hands to I know everyone who listens to this podcast is handless and only has virtual like existence hands. Put your hands together for Zach Reno and Jess McKenna. Whoa, was Existen's hands like an on off the cuff pun about existential but also extending your hands? Um, there is okay, Jess, this is why I love you. You give me way more credit. <laughs> Existence is like a terrible like 90s action sci-fi movie about like loosely about virtual reality as far as I even remember. <laughs> that being said, Yes, what you asked me was true. Do I have hands? What are hands? Are these hands? <laughs> Existential hand crisis. I'm sorry, I can't do that. I don't have hands, but you do. But do, do I? I? <laughs> Does anyone? Does anyone? You show me a person with hands and I'll show you a liar. Don't we just have feet on arms? <laughs> yeah, you tell me. Ask a dog if we have hands. What would they say? Whoa. <laughs> Well, to be fair, sir, they would not respond. Um, guys, whoops, I just have X videos open here in the background. <laughs> that must have been from like weeks ago. I mean, I know it's been from weeks ago. All right. What am I looking for here? Oh, iTunes. <laughs> um, all right, guys. As always, I read some five-star reviews of my podcast. And if you're a listener, you know... If you rate me five stars, I will read whatever you put in the comments. So often there are roasts about me. So roast my ass and rate me five stars. It's the most desperate five star grab in the biz. Um, all right. This is from Jerpow999. Title of the review is five stars. And the review is John Gahabras isn't great at this. Okay. You know, that's... <laughs> The roasts usually take on like a sort of fantastical element of like how gross or whatever I am, but that one is just one of the more realistic. Things. I feel like that one's trying to be a rhyme. <laughs> oh yeah. Well then, f this fuck this guy. Slanted rhyme. You guys yeah. are the hip hop experts. Also, like, is there a slash so that we know that we're dealing with lines here? You know. Yeah. Come on, guy. Fair enough. Yeah, you gotta at least hit, scan this out. Hit yeah. a shift enter so I know that it's a couplet. Come on right? now. Write it like a fucking stanza, bro. All right, this next one's called, uh, is a smiley face, is the title of the review, by Transparent Things. The title is, despite being a podcast, I can tell Gabris smells like rancid jism. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, this person who can't decide whether they love Netflix or Amazon shows more. Yeah, Transparent Things. <laughs> That's like their pitch that they've been trying to get out there. They're like kids, but they're trans. And they're in the upside down. Yeah. <laughs> but to them, it's the right side up. You're like, wait, I would, what? I would watch that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I sign, me up, sign me up, sign me up, sign me up. I, th I think uh, like 80% of the people who watch, like the Venn diagram people who watch Transparent and Stranger Things would watch Transparent Things. Yes. Mm -hmm. Unless Transparent Things is just like 
Mirror. A, a, sh- a show about saran wrap. <laughs> Things Wait. you can see. Yeah. Mirrors are almost you transparent. Can't, you can't see through mirrors. I mean, the, uh, one-way mirrors. Yep. One-way mirrors, true. From one side. Wait, are... what the hell is that? Hold on. No. Uh, Opaque what? means you can't see through yes, it. What you are can't they? Okay. see through a mirror. If you're in, if you're in like lockdown and there's like a cop looking in at you, yeah. but it's a mirror from one side, but the other side it's not. What's that called? I think you called it a one-way mirror. I think that's correct. That's right. It is a one-way mirror. But it's, I, it's not a one-sided mirror. That's like that's a, most mirrors. Yeah. <laughs> most mirrors you look at are just on one side. But I think it's mirrored. It's still mirrored on the side that you can't see through. So yeah, I just was speaking too soon. You can't see through a mirror. You can only see yourself in a mirror. That's true. Well, you can see other things in the mirror too. Can you? <laughs> I don't have hands. Uh, all right. This is. Uh, oh, I don't know if I. Oh wait, I read this one already. Here's one. Uh, this is from Laserax. The only thing that gets me down. Five stars. I suffer from what doctors are calling chronic horniness. Listening to groin labias go on and on about sandwiches in New Jersey is the only thing that stops the constant horniness. Thank you, Fawn Grabass, for making the world a less horny place. Never miss an app, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> okay, that was very... That's on it. I could see that. I, I'm a sort of an antidote to horniness. Because when you listen, you fucking go to completion. <laughs> and then it's done. Nice I in the last minute, I've said gone to completion and accidentally pulled up a incognito browser window with pornography <laughs> on it. <laughs> I'm starting to feel like I might be on a Facebook uh, secret Facebook group. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be reported. I'm gonna. There's gonna be a Hollywood Reporter expose about me. Don't do high and mighty podcasts. Um, how often are you talking about New Jersey? That's annoying because that's a that's like a double dig. Yeah, I never talk about New Jersey. Yeah, but what people like to do is confuse New Jersey and Long Island, Oof. and that upsets me. Ah. Oof. To know because it's a covert burn. It's a covert burn. Yeah, he's like, look, I'm making a mistake, but the mistake twists the knife. Oof. Well. Fuck these people. <laughs> Fuck all these people. <laughs> um, as always, listeners of shitheads, if you rate me five stars and roast me in the comments, I will read them on air. And now, enough about me. Let me inject myself into you guys <laughs> trying to speak. Um, <laughs> Almost all my reviews are like, this mouth breather doesn't let his guest talk, laughs at his own jokes, and I, that shit doesn't, that's just a positive, that's like a actual accurate review. <laughs> that's just how you fill space on a podcast. <laughs> and that's just how I... And, and interact with humans People on a general I like yeah, was talking relentlessly to the lady at the Grove today I went to the Apple store to get my phone fixed and she was like okay okay and I'm like just doing shtick and like going on and on and she's like oh yeah we'll get your phone fixed I was like yeah $250 Jesus Christ what am I trying to and she's like I'm just becoming like a, the worst uncle you have at a party people don't understand how much dead space could be in a podcast though Right. You mean how much is allowed to be in a podcast? No, yeah. should not be allowed like, in a podcast. But does exist, and so they should be appreciative of how just chock-a-block your eps are. Yeah, like I could find you some real good podcasts that have way too much empty space in them, and you would feel it hard. Like, let's compare word count. I think, like, yours... Oh, that's really fun. Yeah, mine would be, like, a drill sergeant's rant. Of yes, just like, yeah. dense. Dense word count. Yeah, like, I, I'm sure... Uh, podcast with more people than I have on my podcast would have a lower word count than my podcast. Too. Absolutely. Yeah. I've already talked unbroken for nine minutes, and you guys are the guests. You're the, you're the mean, Usain Bolt of podcast. <laughs> yeah, you're I the am. fastest mouth in the game. <laughs> I'm like the Micro Machines guy. <laughs> we can't even transcribe it. Also, none of it matters. <laughs> That's the hard part about my podcast, too, is I fill it 
But you you leave. It's like Chinese food. You always feel uh, like starving after. I always have this thing on planes where I feel really good once the cars uh, look like micro machines. Yeah. You like, feel really good. Because you're like sure that, okay, we're in the air. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, we're coming back down. Coming back down. You know, you're super, super high and everything's just dots and you can just see freeways yeah. and mountains. The second and then, they're like, micro machine size, you're like, we could survive if yes. we crash from yep, here. Yep, exactly. That's uh, a very interesting point of view. I mean, you're great when they're Hot Wheels size, but even once they're micro machine size, you're like, okay, this is fine. Zach, how often do you think about the plane crashing when you're on it? Oh, I'd say 100% of the time. <laughs> just all time. I, I, no, not the whole time, but I'd say 100% of the time I have been on a plane, the idea of a plane crash has crossed my mind. Really? I, At not, least once. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, on just, every... Just for a moment to be like, oh, what if what if this is the one? Or I whatever. Only but, think but I, of, I only think about it when something weird is ha- You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, I only think about it like the handful of times. I fly a lot. The handful of times I've like had to poop on a plane is when I think about the plane crashing. I'm like, this is of course when the plane is yes. going to go down when I'm I in mean, the fucking sh- toilet. You should know that that is 100% how you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, my my psychic, my parents, and my doctor have all said I will die on the toilet. Die on I just toilet don't think they a, think it's in an airplane. Of a jet plane. Yeah, I'm going to add that. I'm going to add that at I am uh, 100% confident. Now, I mean, I, th- I think... Y- we're going to land safely and I would have had a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> Not from the crash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he ate three Delta burgers in one flight. Almost blew his head. <laughs> I was on a plane once where they were like, just talking about regular turbulence. And then the flight attendant was like, and as a reminder, should there be an emergency, don't go for bags. And I was like, that's not a normal. No, that I've never is heard not a normal that. thing to That's say. Really and so I upsetting. just like watch them with my like stomach in knots. Oh my I always God. like do look to the flight attendants and I'm like, oh, they're chill. Like, and I've talked to a pilot before who's like, you shouldn't be afraid. Turbulence is is truly nothing to be afraid so of. I'm normal. not really a nervous flyer, but that's a that's a stay over from being a kid flying. It's like, oh, once they're micro machines, we good. I should clarify. I'm also not a nervous flyer. <laughs> I have been on a plane where the engine caught fire when we landed when I was very young and we got to evacuate on those like inflatable slide things and go down the... Oh, uh, that's crazy. Whatever. But I'm not like... I'm not afraid of flying, but like I think... Uh, it's like that thing when you're in a car and you're at... Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a totally insane thing. People are like, he's as a if it's a normal thing. You know yeah. that thing where you're sitting in your car and like someone goes in the crosswalk, and it will just like occur to me that like your car is a weapon, and you could so easily destroy the life. Yes. Of the I think about that you. like any time. Like there's like a woman or a person, uh, a woman or a person, two separate things. Uh, <laughs> one's an object. Yes, all people. Some of them are women. <laughs> Like is walking a dog in front of the car and like you see the leash but not the dog and all this like your foot's on the brake and everything like but you're like well, one miss slip up and like I and that dog and, is and under my dog's car. gone and like yeah. I'm like got to look the owner in the eyes while I run their dog like too much and the owner's a woman I don't want to look a woman in the eyes because they're not people because we like, have magic <laughs> what <laughs> no so I knew it <laughs> shit I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, why there's yes, all those songs yes. in the 50s that are about magic because they like started to discover the female uh, and then we had to lock it down we were like we're into pop music now they're on to us <laughs> which is kind of just like I never thought about it this way but like anytime there's a song of a dude is like she cast a spell on me it's just kind of like a fucked up way of a dude saying like 
I wasn't in control, man. I <laughs> yeah. wasn't. I, uh, I am not. I'm not responsible for my actions, my activities, witches. my words. Wait yeah. a second. I started to care about the needs and wants of someone else. It must be witchcraft. Surely yeah. a curse has been placed <laughs> yeah. upon me. She's charmed me. Get me out of here. <laughs> like you say that about like your daughter or your son. Like yeah. You have a kid. You're like, I love this kid so much. They're fucking with me somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're like, and it's okay to feel for other uh, yes, people. Yes, exactly. And what a wonderful job there, at my uh, aspiring co-host transition. <laughs> bringing up magic, magic, magic what a magic. natural transition to our topic I like getting 15 minutes into a podcast that has a title of what we're talking about <laughs> and then revealing like we'll be talking about Harry Potter Harold I'd love to accuse you guys of planning that but I know that that's literally no. your entire dynamic yeah, I'd say yes. 20% of our conversation is musical I'm gonna go ahead and start this conversation with the dorkiest fact I can tell you about Zach and I which is that we often have writers <laughs> meetings at the three broomsticks in Universal and say to each other when we walk into Hogsmeade hey Welcome, Welcome home. <laughs> so you now, guys will go to Universal Studios to hang out, to, to work? Yeah. yeah. We, we worked for a production company that was very close to it, so we would just leave our cars there, and we would just walk to Universal Studios, <laughs> and the only thing that really interests either of us in Universal Studios is... Hogsmeade. The Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Yeah. I we uh Tiff and I just went to Hollywood Horror Nights on Saturday night and where she doesn't really like Harry Potter and you as you're about to learn, I I loved it. I read all the books, saw all the movies, I really enjoyed it. It's like completely out of my brain at this point. But I was like, this is something I would I had no desire to go to Universal except for the haunted mazes. But then seeing Harry Potter World kind of especially because it was closed. Yeah. I was like, ooh, I really want to go to Harry Potter World. Oh, you World. gotta go. It's fun. I mean, it's there's the not- best part of the get park. a couple of butter beers. Yes, I was <laughs> yeah. just gonna say, just get a couple of butter beers, get a pumpkin fest, get a get some of the beers brewed, especially for the hogshead side. Yep, they got three. They got <laughs> Wait, they have an actual bar there. Yes. And that's where you guys work? Which is one thing that um, Universal does have on Disneyland. Most parts of Disneyland have no alcohol. Yeah. Right. And because Moe's serves beer too. Everywhere in Universal. $12 Angel City Pilsner from Moe's, just like they serve in uh, Springfield. I had a a Duff Oktoberfest. It was fine. Duffman says a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Duffman uh, used to be my favorite character. And I, one time, my comedy group got to have dinner with a. Uh, Simpsons writer in like 2002 or 2003 and I was like who is your favorite character and he's like the characters that can literally do anything so we love Burns but we've created these side characters that we're obsessed with and he's like it, big in the writer's room is Duffman and I was like yes I knew it Duffman is thrusting in the general direction and <laughs> They're like, where's that happening? And he's just like, oh, man. all right, I'm... let's get back to Harry Potter. <laughs> so you guys write. <laughs> I mean, sort you cannot. Duffman. Yeah, fact... Duffman is definitely a Hufflepuff. Oh, I was gonna put him in Gryffindor. Oh, let's I think, sort... I think you're right. He's on. He has... He's on that. He's do on you guys sort celebrities and people often? No, no, though I do listen to a podcast called The Sorting Chat where they do sort of celebrities and people every week. <laughs> That's a very fun premise for a podcast. It's cool. Hyper it's a, specific. It's a good podcast. They need new microphones. <laughs> but apart from that, it's very Do they enjoyable. need someone to fill it with wall-to-wall dialogue? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should go. I think they record out of Philly. Oh, perfect. So next time you're there. <laughs> I'm doing an t- East Coast tour of dropping in doing random podcasts. You're from Philly, right? That's no! what you're always talking about. <laughs> you talking love about cheese steaks. steaks. <laughs> no! Soft pretzels. You're thinking of Rocky bagels. Stairs. Pizza. <laughs> And the beach. That's what I love. That's all I care for. Um, 
Jess, one time when we were talking about Harry Potter, we've uh, you brought up that you were pretty much the age of Harry Potter as the books. Cause yes. He like aged in real time, more yeah, or less. Yeah, we, we got ahead. Zach and I are the same age. We got a little bit ahead of him by the end. But so the last book, he's 17 and we're 20. But the first book comes out in like when we were what, sixth grade? And yeah. He's like so, 13 years old. Oh. Per- so for a long time, we were either the same age or only off by a year. Now, and- do you find that like your exact year or your generation it, it has a like, because that's. That's an easy way to get locked into a. Well, I think content. that we. I think the the age group that is like two years younger and maybe like two years above is probably the most. Is peak Harry Potter. Peak Harry Potter. Yeah, because if if you were a little bit older, then like the first book was a little below your reading level, but like you read it as an adult. So did my wife. It's like it's fine. It's a right. kids book. Yeah, but it's easy to read. It'll take you, you know. Yeah. A day. I think I I think I read the I read the first book in two thousand and four two thousand and five. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so that's still pretty early. It was, yeah, it was still pretty early, but I was also 24 at that yeah, time. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, like, it's going to be harder for those first two books to, like, access you. I think a lot of people who were reading it then, by the time you get to the third book, most people are like, okay, then it was like, this is a different thing. And then, but for sure, by the fourth book, you're dealing with more of, like, an adult-style series that happens to feature kids. Now, that's really cool. Now, was that, like, a conscious effort that she was going to... And she being uh, J.K. Rowling. <laughs> I think it was. I think she wanted the stories to age with Harry. And I think also she was growing in her prowess as a writer. Yeah. I mean, uh, like, that was her first. It's her first novel. Really. You know, like, so she's also getting better. The story's getting bigger. There's certain things she had in mind from the beginning. But like the first two stories are a lot more. I mean, four, five, six and seven are are now very much telling like the bigger, grander story. And you know who Voldemort is in the first book and everything, but it's a contained... For one and two and three are all like contained mysteries, basically. Yeah, they're like one-off stories. Like yeah, they end of... up mattering. It matters that we understand who Sirius Black is. But it right. matters the that we... The big arc starts later. Yeah. yeah, and that's like sort of just takes... Like you would say four through seven is sort of like a... Trilogy or quadrology. I mean, yes. Quadrology is and, and, not definitely not it. Yeah, quadrology. <laughs> yeah. And, also, and as just mentioned earlier, like Harry is old enough by that time in the books when that kind of thing starts. To be where he's just like, oh, where, to be fucking. <laughs> to be like, Cho, I'm Indian. I don't know why. And then, like, he fucking knows why later on. He is I think Luna cast a spell on him because <laughs> I want to fuck her. <laughs> that was a weird p- paragraph. Um, he definitely does not want to fuck Luna, Gabris. Luna takes... is the ghost lady. Love... No, that's Moni Myrtle. That's Myrtle. Luna, Luna, is love... A Luna Lovegood is like the creep. Like She's like a weirdo, right? Yeah, she she's is... like the dreamy Ravenclaw who is a, uh, is an oddball, but she's into got... being wise beyond her years. You know, whippy on measure. Man's greatest treasure. <laughs> Just coding the uh, Ravenclaw section of the Sorting Hat song. You know? <laughs> Oh shit! I am so upset. Like it's so funny how nerdy I am. Like I play D and D. I read read fantasy novels. I loved I, all the classic nerdy stuff. But the second you start talking about Harry Potter, and it is no different than anything I'm into, I'm like, you guys are fucking dorks. <laughs> like I can't believe how quickly. And he, he, here's my here, uh, here's my angle. As we continue to talk about Harry Potter, it's going to be like I'm I'm like a parent of you guys you're gonna be like no like just like i did and Lu- Lu- luna is uh, harry's little girlfriend you're like no no all right all right and then uh so it's hagrid and the angry inch you got no 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 Ooh, that would be great that's a uh, that's, that's a, a mashup that's I'd a mashup musical see. i would yeah. watch Com- coming soon to an off book app near you <laughs> yeah i mean truly come on and um yeah the first one we've decided the title of beforehand yeah <laughs> um but i 
I have this theory about Harry Potter for my for people my age, especially if they were into nerdy shit growing up. Because my wife really got into Hunger Games when those books came out too, and I thought that after I read Harry Potter as an uh, adult, and then I read Hunger Games as an adult, and I said, "Oh, what I think people really love about Harry Potter is that it's a very it's a very good story, all that, but it is like entry level fantasy. It's like the same shit, not entry level in like anything other than like it's." Um, <clears throat> more mainstream in a way where it's like it appeals to more people like it's to me it's no different than i read the clerics quintet you know like all these weird like high fantasy novels and it's like that's what it is i think you're right like i don't really like i don't consider myself like a blanket fantasy fan i don't right. read any other fantasy except for like the magicians that zach recommended to me but like Life Girls means the magicians. that's right very, very good but <laughs> other than that like i'm not like i'm not gobbling up fantasy and i think that that's true i think that it has a bigger appeal because it's more of like a character story it's also like just as much a, a schoolboy story just as much right. like an orphan story just as much like it isn't i actually went to <laughs> my f- first fall at northwestern um it was the fall after. The I heard s- fallout at Northwestern at first, and I was like, "What happened?" <laughs> yeah, so the, the first, first time, time I kind of like fell out with everyone around. I could <laughs> only imagine you at rock bottom is such a funny idea. First time me and Northwestern got in a fight, and I had to like walk around the lake and cool down for a second. Um, the first, the fall, my first fall at Northwestern was the fall after the sixth book, uh, Half Blood Prince, came out. Came out that summer, and. Um, there was so this is like now this is the penultimate book and so now we're like into all these fan theories about how the whole series is going to end and they had a panel about it at Northwestern that was just like a free vaunt like free fun event <laughs> that professors spoke at and they were they each had like a specialty like someone talked about it as like re- how Harry Potter is referencing Greek myth how Harry Potter is referencing Arth- Arthurian legend how how Harry Potter is referencing the classic British schoolboy story. How, uh, what is um, nominative symbolism? Like, what by the names way, I'm picturing mean? each professor to be so specifically into that world that it's like Arthurian legend. Professor is like a sword in, and shield. In armor, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it was. This, aw- I'm the British schoolboy professor. <laughs> I'm wearing a uniform. <laughs> pip pip. Let's go play cricket. Um, they were. That's exactly true. Um, the nominative symbolism person that was really interesting. Like, th- who like traced a lot of like what the name names in uh, Harry Potter mean or like oh. where they come from or names of things or people or places. You said nominative and I th- in my head thought numbers. This makes way more sense. I might be... No, I don't think you You are right. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. um, but this is when people were deciding whether or not Snape was good or bad. That's like the big one of the big questions There were all happens. these stickers and buttons were like, Snape is a good guy, Snape is a bad guy. They're giving out for free at bookstores. Yeah. Uh, like, oh, where, like, which what one you side does he lie on? on? And he, could you... Can't you still have that argument about Snape after the fact? No, absolutely no. not. Well, you can't. You can like, say even like, after the book has ended, you're like, you know what he's done. You're like, he maybe was still a bad guy. You, yes, I, I think mean, you know what side he's on, but you can talk about what his like mor- morality is. For sure, Snape is in many ways an asshole, but he is a he is a good human being. He's a flawed human being. I don't but even know that he's that good. He good just is good he's, as so. What did he end up doing that was the positive so thing? He was always he did turn away from the evil side he did like swear allegiance to the good side but only because he was in love with harry's mother lily yeah and 
when he kills Dumbledore, Dumbledore is going to die anyway because he's cursed his hand earlier that summer. Yeah. He knows he only has like a year and he doesn't want Draco to kill him because he doesn't want to split. He doesn't want Draco to have that on his conscience. He so kills it so Draco doesn't have to. Exactly. Yeah. And so that Draco won't be killed by Voldemort. He's like, hey man, if the time comes, you have to kill me. We can't let Draco do it. He's a kid. It'll ruin his life. I'm dying anyway. Right. Like if you do it, if you speed it up by a few weeks, who cares? And it'll allow you to still stay a double agent because Voldemort will know uh. that you're on the side of good. So, But he's the only one who knows this. So when Snape kills Dumbledore, it just looks like Snape kills Dumbledore. Yeah, almost all of the adults in Harry Potter are like fairly complicated and some of them come out like pretty clean, but it's real murky across the board. The quote at the beginning of, it's either the second to last or I think the last book in, of the Harry Potter series is all about how children spend their entire lives cleaning up the fucking mess the generation before them left for them. <laughs> and it's true of like... <laughs> Jesus a, Christ. It's Excuse me, it's just wildly apropos right now. Yes, <laughs> yes. No, totally. And that, that was when she was talking about like the Bush era. Man. I know, I know. She had no idea. No. I can't wait to read the inscription of Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, Part 5. Right. Burn it all to the ground. Burn it all to the fucking ground. Beasts are not fantastic. They're monsters. Run for your are, fucking we're life. We're beasts. Yeah, yeah, we are the beasts. For what Stay you in the suitcase. <laughs> but... It is wild that they're making five of those movies. Yeah, I'm not, That's I don't know about that. truly not. I think sometimes you get a little cart before the horse. Yeah, I right. so. You get a little money before more money before yeah. more yeah. money, please. Like King Arthur, I, I think I've shit on it like 10 times on this podcast. I'm a big Arthurian legend person. And I was even excited that Guy Ritchie and Charlie Hunnam were making a King Arthur story together. Even that, I was like, it's it's because I'm a nerd. It's like, there's still going to be magic Swords, shields, horses. I love it. I watched that movie. I was like, "What the?" Fuck? I watched the first three minutes of it on a on a plane, and the the sound wasn't working, and that's why I stopped. But like moment one, people are riding on like fucking elephants and throwing fire through like the, it's it just got so crazy so fast. It and Char- like, and Arthur is like a bad boy, like a thief, like rogue, like Robin Hood type, and it's like. And he's like, oh, a womanizer. It's like, this is garbage. This made, It made me so mad. And then I was like, so many side characters are introduced in the, and there's so much weight put on random characters. And I thought it was like really dumb. And then I read like a IMDb and it's like, first of nine planned movies. <laughs> I was like, well, that's your, your problem is that you're like, we got to launch eight movies off of this one. It's like, make one good movie, then retroactively figure out the spinoff. That's sort of like the monster, uni- the dark universe. Dark universe. Yeah. Off of the mummy new, the came money out reboot. swinging and you're like, Ooh, oh my gosh. Can't wait to watch Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde with oh, Russell Crowe. Um, but at that panel, they were talking about like they all kind of weighed in at the end about what they thought about Snape, and everyone was like, "No, Snape is good. Snape is good." Like Dumbledore was probably was was injured. Like they did it to save Draco. Like you know, enough people could like surmise that that was probably what was happening. And this one teacher was like, "No, I think like this is like our moment of really like seeing Dumbledore as like a human." And he's flawed, and that when he says Severus, please, he's begging for his life. And I shouted, Albus Dumbledore does not beg. <laughs> like, wow. could not control as myself. As a freshman. As a freshman, just blurted out in a lecture hall of a free fun event. <laughs> Albus Dumbledore does not beg. That's like cut to five guys, like lowering their sunglasses and turning and going, Oh, who's the new guy? <laughs> Who's that girl with a backwards hat and a backpack saying, Albus Dumbledore does not beg? Oh, at 18, I wasn't yet uh, rocking the backwards hat. It was more uh, newsboy caps and Fidel Castro style caps. No. Yeah. (laughs) You are a a wonderful creature. (laughs) I do not get you. (laughs) 
I'm not sure if you can hear that in the background, shitheads, but that is some construction being done on my apartment building. What a wonderful way to wake up on this beautiful morning. Normally, I would be furious that I woke up, but I'm not because I'm cozy. My genitals are exactly the temperature and the location where I want them to be, and that is all because of Mac Weldon underwear. Damn, homie, these Mac undies, these Mac underwears... These Mac pantaloons, Mac welding up in this bitch, they work wonders. I love them. Whether it's the air knit, the silver, they're all comfortable. None of them ride. None of the waistbands fold. I can't speak to what a normal size person would do in these Mac Weldons, but I'll tell you what. Uh, as a giant, as a big boy with a, si- a waist size that starts with a four, um, this shit works, dude. So get like the sweatpants are awesome. The wife beaters work or a shirts, whatever we call them now. Um, the crew neck tees I wear. I have a V neck. I have uh, some sweats. I have some boxer shorts for sleep. I have a shit ton. All of my underwear is Mack Weldon and not just because they advertise on my podcast once every six weeks. You guys can tell they're so rarely on my podcast because... They don't want to pay me any more money, but that doesn't mean I'm going to stop wearing their stuff. So go to MacWeldon.com, use promo code MIGHTY to get 20% off your order. That's MacWeldon.com, promo code MIGHTY. I think like the growing up with Harry is like the one of the uh, is a super significant thing to like the depth of the of the connection that you feel to the story and like the fact you had to wait you know like I we were at, I was at bookstores at midnight to get the book and it was one of like the only times I stayed out that late when I was fifteen right. you know to like and and mom and what I think another thing that this harnessed was it was fandom that parents could get behind because it was books yeah you know what I mean like if you were like like me when I was seventeen. Uh, Cutting got caught cutting school to buy tickets to the Phantom Menace. It's like your parents are like, "Come on, yeah. <laughs> you just buy a movie ticket like a normal person." Yeah, but then it's like books is like, yeah, I would be if my kid was like, "Can we please go to the bookstore at midnight?" I'd be like, "Yeah, like, yeah I absolutely, mean, of course, absolutely. Yeah. please, let's go yeah, please. to the bookstore." Also, God, this is what you're into. Let me throw you a bone because I feel like the world is going to destroy yeah. you. Let's you, let's help you escape into a fantasy world yeah. as frequently as possible. I will say, I think part of the reason that it got as popular, well, two reasons that it got as popular as it did is one she uh jk rowling is better at building fantasy worlds than a lot of very 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 well-renowned like fantasy authors 100 uh, percent. the world of hogwarts and the world of ma- their magic world is it's like great so clearly defined and it's open enough especially when you're like a kid you like can imagine yourself in it it's very much like wish fulfillment right but it's also not defined enough that you get to kind of like fill in the blanks on your own which is really useful in a way that like lord of the rings fucking spells out for you everyone's great grandparents and what yeah. this forest was before it was a forest right. in a way that like no one cares about. Yeah, no, I read like eight books of the Wheel of Time and these characters are all have like budding powers and yeah. budding magical skills that they're f- pushing off and I'm like this is so the wrong pace for a fantasy like that. And 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 I think I, part of it is just that she's a good author. 
And yeah, she's a great author. That's like a given. Those are those are good books. The world building is insane, and it is like it's a school, so you can slot yourself in as a child reader. You know what I mean? Um, one of my favorite fantasy novels, The King Killer Chronicles, mm-hmm. is. Have you read that? Yep. That's sort of like it takes place at a magic school and stuff like that for at least like one of the books, Did and you- it's really fucking cool. And you're like, holy shit, the world. But it still feels like having read Harry Potter before this, I was like, oh, this feels like Harry Potter's trying to be edgy. And, it does, and, but, oh, it does because he goes off and sleeps with people. Right. And, and like, <laughs> like, that's, and that's the, my big complaint. How come Harry ain't fucking? Yeah. That's how the magicians. <laughs> magicians felt. is kind of like that too. Because it is like an, that's like an. I, I have it up here too. I haven't read it yet, but um, someone told me that's like the older uh, Harry Potter. And so like, here's the cool thing about. Sorry, I was gonna say they call out that Harry Potter exists in their world. The cool thing about magicians is the magicians takes place in our world where like all of our fantasy exists, and it's uh. like a book that someone has read. But the real thing that the real school that you go to is like kind of fucking hard work. And so the kid that gets like tapped to go to this school is like, this isn't what I thought it would be. I'm not going to spoil it for you. Right, but right, like the right. first part of the book is like, isn't what I thought it would be. And he gets like super depressed is super depressed <laughs> from the jump. But like fantasy, like realizing that he is a magician is not the solution to his problems that he thought it would be. It's like the opening to a whole new set of like fucking magical problems. And that book asks questions like if you had magic and if you could make anything that you needed, what would you do all day, every day? And like a lot of the adults in that book in particular, like their marriages fall apart. They get like fucking depressed and because they, they don't need anything. So they just like, they go crazy. They get depressed and they go crazy. Yeah. Uh, DC former guest DC Pearson has a book called Crap Kingdom and it the premise is like sort of like the suck you into another world where you're the chosen one but the world sucks <laughs> and the guy's like I don't want to do it and so he leaves and then like a friend of his gets tapped as like the chosen one and then he's jealous and he's like jealous of the friend who's got the co- like even though it's like the shittiest world where it's like this is kind of lame but the other kid is so happy to be a chosen one uh. and it's like a really like I love like that turning that on its head who are, who are some of like the characters characters because i i loved reading harry potter because the characters are very easy to parse as well yeah. yeah i feel like a lot of times in fantasy you have to be like okay is perrin the wolf one or is you know i it's just so much more character driven like when i tried to read lord of the rings i was like what who why why do i care about these people yeah, lord, lord of the lord rings is, is like 60 per- it's a very it's like 60 percent like walking uh, a historical text yeah well, it, it does feel like what it is which is a guy telling a bedtime story to his kids and then like writing it down later <laughs> yeah. and, like, I mean, like what the fuck did i say last week i yeah. can tell it's cool i just was like eh, this is not for me i like the, i love harry potter because of like the people i mean immediate- it would be like if harry potter the first book was a thousand pages of the building of Hogwarts. Yes. Like, <laughs> like the contractors yeah. and Which, shit. Where I mean, I would be, read a prequel about the founders, you but there's got to be, a, there's got to be brewing doing. up. The prequel has to be, I mean, Fantastic Beasts is, is the, sort of a prequel, yeah. but Hogwarts exists in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pottermore fills out some, but not all of that stuff. What's Pottermore? Pottermore is the, for lack of a better term, official Harry Potter like web web presence. Yeah. Oh, okay. That like you can get sorted there. J.K. Rowling writes a bunch of like additional texts, like one-off little stories. Well, in sometimes the world. it's or stuff just... like here's all the wand woods and, and here's and what, what they they're mean. like, and yeah. I eat that shit up. Yeah. Like, I mean, I can't get enough. Like I could not 
get myself excited to read that. But you are scra- like I know what you're saying. But that's the D and D part of me. Yeah, like, that's the D and D shit. Exactly. Where I, like, like, I could totally a- wrap my head around that. I'm like, wait a minute, what types of ice magic can you do? Yes. And I'll read the whole. I-, I love that part. Yeah. But like for Harry Potter specifically, like that's what I'm saying. It's funny that I would go. That sounds awful. But it's literally what I'm doing. I grew up just like reading the saving throws charts in like D and D books. Yeah. I mean, you want to know like what when you roll like. 2d10 to cast like wild magic what are all the what's all the shit yeah that what's go the possibilities down? yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then now there's one of those moments for me where i'm talking about shouting as a college student and i just hear D stuff i'm like you guys are nerds right exactly <laughs> it's so funny how and it's really funny how quickly like even amongst nerds like walls are built up like and even amongst like losers there's like a hierarchy of losers People like are protective of their nerd kingdoms oh and, and hell like, yeah uh, i'm trying to think where I draw the line because for me I don't even think that like oh that's nerdy it's just stuff that I'm like not interested in because I am objectively interested in all of the nerdiest stuff that right, you could right. be. I just like never played Magic the Gathering and don't understand it and it was too complicated so like I don't give a shit about it Yeah, but it is like I, it's not but here's my question. You guys are a little bit younger. Did you play Pokemon? Didn't play, but collected. Yeah, collected. I like missed Pokemon by like two years, but all of us nerds were like, Pokemon is too, is like, it wasn't too nerdy, but it was too childish like, for you. us. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> well, that's what we thought. And we yeah. were playing Magic the Gathering going, look at these fucking losers with well, no, Magic Yu-Gi-Oh the ga- cards. Because the, like- pi- the pictures on Magic the Gathering are like, it's like a fucking lich, like pulling someone's soul out of their face. <laughs> yeah. Pokemon is like, a Bulbasaur <laughs> is like, <laughs> Charmander. It's like a little, a little cute hippo dude with a leaf growing out of his back. Like I will cop to eating Burger King Happy Meals two for lunch every day for maybe all of senior year because that's when Burger King was giving out Pokeballs with different Pokemon inside. Oh. And we were trying to collect them all. You gotta collect gotta them catch all. them all. Gotta catch them all. Pokemon <laughs> Go. That's what like... I know about it is that you gotta catch them all. <laughs> that's like the main thing. What a marketing genius idea. It's like let's create something and then let's also make a TV show about how badly you need to have all of it. <laughs> yes. So here's the thing. It's still going. I know. The, the TV show still exists. They're continually doing new iterations of it. The games are still coming out. My cousins today are just as into it as I was, except that when I was a kid, there was like, there were 150. Now right. there's 900. Yeah, they're like, are you playing Pokemon Silver, Gold? It's right. like D&D Volume 2 or whatever. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I'm so, so far, my eldest niece, I like gave her Sorcerer's Stone for like her, I don't know, too young of a birthday, seventh maybe. And uh, like, read this. It yeah, changed my life. Exactly. <laughs> and she's not really that into it. It's just fine. I mean, she she still could get into it. She's only, she's nine now. Yeah, so she, four years. She could still get into yeah. it. But she has friends who've like read them all. And like, I know like other kids who, it's just so weird to know that they can read them all and they can be reading book seven when they're like nine. Yeah. And I'm like, that book is like, Kind of intense. Deals I think. With death and like deals there's, with... I mean, yeah, there's like death from four on, but you're like, I don't know that I would have liked it when I was exactly. Nine. Like, I mean, right? You, you definitely like are a... missing some of the complexity. Yeah. Even if you're a smart, good reader, yeah, you're not understanding. Like, that's not hitting you on all of the levels that like, uh, freaking Narcissus Ma- Narcissa Malfoy saves his life because she wants to know that Draco's still alive. Like the the yeah. like that mother's bond in that moment that she would lie about Harry being alive in the forest. Because to like, a nine-year-old, you're like, that's just a bad guy. That's yeah, a bad yeah, guy that's a bad lady. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, the like all of the gray of the characters that, like, everyone has gray except for Voldemort. You know, like, 
and even him, they do a, jo- a good job of like, hey, here's some of the reasons why if you grew up as an orphan and noticed that you could punish people and steal their shit and like right. talk to snakes, you'd probably be a little messed you'd up. You'd be an asshole. Yeah, yeah. like, um, I mean, uh, so, I, I mean, they do such a good job with all of that. I have like, if I have kids, I'm like... I'm gonna be such a freak about controlling their Harry, Harry Potter because I want them to have as close to what I had as possible, but they can't. They yeah. won't because they're not gonna be part of the phenomenon. So you just got what you like when your when your kids turn like thirteen or whatever the age you deem for book one. You launch like a friend group book club where you're like, you and all your girlfriends should read Harry Potter, and we'll all come over. And talk. Then wait a year. <laughs> yeah, I know that's exactly. the thing. Read it's the like I'll probably have to like the the thing is there's awareness so much younger. I mean, who knows? I'm I mean, I think people will always read Harry Potter. But, I think but, so too. Um, I mean, I read Lord of the Rings, and you know, that's yeah, like exactly. twenty years, yeah. and I was like dying to be able to like handle it mentally. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I was like, I was like, at fourteen, I was like, "Fuck, I'm gonna read Lord of the Rings and be so pr-. like." When I moved into my parents' house, I found the stand for Stephen King's The Stand in the moved into my parents' house. That makes no sense. Um, <laughs> when me and my family moved to our the house my mom now lives in. I found the stand in my closet of the room that was going to be mine, and I was like 13 years old, and the stand was like a thousand pages. And I'm like, it was the beginning of the summer. I was like, I'm going to read this this summer, and I was like, just dove in, and I was like, I I I, I was I'm uh, I was a smart kid, but I was like. I read all thousand pages and I was like, I don't know if I <laughs> really knew what was happening in this book. Like, and I was like, but I'm so proud I did that. And I, like, I could imagine kids. I'm off on a tangent here. No, uh, I'm, I. I'm, I'm, I want to. I want to circle back to. That must be such an amazing feeling too. I. That's like a nerd thing too. Is like to eventually pass on to your kids like the fandom of like. I gotta show you Big Trouble in Little China. Like, I can't <laughs> wait to show my kid Big Trouble in Little China when they're, like, 12. I mean, the things that I would want my kids to care about are, like, Harry Potter, Christmas, Disneyland. Christmas is gonna be a real hard sell. And yeah. musicals. These, yeah, these, oh, these, all, get a kid these all sound Christmas. like they may work out in your <laughs> Yeah, favorite. no, of course they will. I'm just saying, like, I, I have, like, a pretty easy road. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not trying to, like, sway them on anything hard. I but- need to, like, my kids to be like, listen, you gotta listen to August and Anything After by Counting Crows. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll like it if you like you it. You have like Chuck Klosterman as like a nine-year-old boy. <laughs> He's like, well, to be honest, uh, Mr. Jones is one of the best songs right here. You can see why. I mean, it is. <laughs> Zach um, loves Counting Crows. I, I unironically love the Counting Crows. <laughs> I don't. We're not here to talk about that. No, talk. I know we got to have you back on though. <laughs> yeah, everyone's dying for my hot you takes can't. on recovering the satellites. <laughs> You should do a spinoff episode called Counting Crows where Zach just talks about Counting Crows and you talk about your crow. Welcome, Matt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you have um, and, one and crow. And Brandon Lee's uh, mummified corpse that I have here in my house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two, cool. two big collector items. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> um, also, maybe uh, while we're pitching uh, why you guys maybe were so... Harry Potter might be harder for the generation younger than you guys because you're on the Harry Potter kind of missed like streaming give uh, phone games like yes. they weren't so huge i mean they were coming up like i think i had like a fucking smartphone when i was reading harry potter but mm. it's not like kids can just like go on a, youtube wasn't huge like rabbit hole of things the- and i feel like a book it's got way more um competition competition now. is the yeah, way well, yeah for sure for i mean it, thankfully i mean it, it's also like Cell phones obviously existed, so there's like moments where you're like, just why don't they just call Sirius Black and see if he's alive? Right, right. And they right. just like don't have uh, 
you know, they don't have technology because it's it's 1995 when that's happening. Right, right. Um, I mean, they have f- phones exist, but they don't have cell phones. But, like, there isn't really a lot of uh, conversation around, like, what technology would do to the magical world, which is, like, kind of interesting. Other, right. Other than you have uh, Arthur Weasley, who's, like, kind of into it, and the rest of the wizarding world is kind of like, we don't need this. Why are you, why are you interested in this? They kind of just... I mean, if you have magic, technology doesn't get invented. Right. You just don't need it. Right. Technology is just what we, like, create to solve problems. But also, though, there's no way an owl or a Patronus message is is, is as efficient as a text message. You know, eventually eventually you get to the point where you're like, well, we should at least text each other. I mean, like, when, when Hogwarts, you know, in terms of, like, weaponry, like, if the U.S. decides to nuke Hogwarts... Like fuck, mad! Like you're gone. It's right? Du- yeah, those those like knights coming to life will not be enough. Will not be enough. Ned I Moody at Hogwarts edu. <laughs> we have bad news. You are Barty Crouch Jr. <laughs> it is. It is one of those things where like this is a movie writing thing too. The like cell phones just ruin so many good plots. Yeah, Ugh. especially like horror movies, and and like you know now you find like. Movies have to do some gymnastics to get you to. Oh, be the like, cell phone towers are down. Yeah, it's like the the zombies had an EMP. It's like you know, it's like justifying <laughs> the most random shit. Yeah, exactly. All right, everyone, put your cell phones in this bag. That's why the only. Oh no, the bag fell into the volcano. <laughs> I don't remember. Do they deal with? They don't talk about any of this in Cursed Child, do they? Now, um, which one? That's the play. Cursed that's Child the, is play. the play, and it is a. It takes place epilogue, after epilogue, the... epilogue, epilogue. It takes place... It takes place in 2000... 2017 is the setting for the All Is Well epilogue of the of the seventh book. So it's after... And it's after that. So it's right now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Because it's... Um, and it takes place at Hogwarts? Yeah. Because the beginning... And, or, in and around Hogwarts, Because yeah. Harry's first kid is going to Hogwarts at the beginning... No, that's second not right. Kid. Second kid is going to Hogwarts at the very... It comes right after that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Wait, so the the epilogue on book seven is Harry Potter's second child is now going. And who did he end up marrying? Ginny Weasley. Oh, Harry's thank God. Something God. something that J.K. Rowling has allegedly talked so- on the internet about how she wishes he'd ended up with Hermione. I know. I wish she wouldn't do that. I wish she wouldn't like backtrack on decisions like, like that she made. Her own books. Especially since she lays so much pipe for Ron and Hermione to be good. Like that goes back... <laughs> Right, and it's so late, like but so also early. It's, it's very cool to me. I thought when 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 Harry starts getting interested in Ginny in the books, I was like, it's very cool to me. I'm reading it as a little older. I'm like, it's very cool to me that this book is like so pro Harry having a great girlfriend. That's not a uh, romantic, like a friend. That's a woman. Yeah, yeah, yes, and it's exactly. Like, like that's her like saying such... she should end with Hermione is just like, yeah, okay. But a guy and a girl can be friends and have like a. Right, platonic friendship. For exactly, sure. I mean, yeah. if the argument like is Hermione cooler than Ginny, the answer is yes. Yeah, that's the problem. But, but, but I don't think she is. I think Ginny. We also are only our only perspective. That's what I mean. Is, we hear more about Hermione. We, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, well, in book six, Harry does that whole thing about how he loves uh, red hair and red pubic hair and stuff like that. So <laughs> that's completely reasonable. <laughs> he's like, but he's like, "Oh man, I'm like a three quarter blood prince at this point." <laughs> I do remember the scene where he said that. I, I remember reading that and being like, "This is a weird turn for Harry." <laughs> 
I mean, she. I think she did, I'm like, this is not going to be like an exact quote, but she did give an interview once where she was like, listen, uh, our kids like hooking up at Hogwarts for sure. That's just like not the story I'm writing. Like, right. I'm not writing a story about like, and then the twist is like Hermione has like a teen pregnancy. Like, <laughs> right. it's just not the story. Like, I'm trying to be honest about like hormones and emotions and and things like that and, and, and implicit like stuff. Yeah, I mean, because if you had if you had to write that like. Um, with if you had to like bring that in, it would be chapters of like all the all dude dorms just cranking. <laughs> like, yeah. just be like, and of course the Weasley twins uh, were jerking off again. Yeah. Like, and then Harry went into the bathroom late at night to go talk to the who's the water woman or whatever. Moni Myrtle. Yeah, to go to talk to whatever. It's like, and everyone there. in there, everyone's in there cranking down. I mean, <laughs> using a scrying mirror to crank down. Like everyone would just the, be using magic to beat the off room of requirement yes. would have been a sex dungeon. <laughs> Absolutely. Every every other time. Absolutely. It would have been so much. It would have been like dudes stumbling over themselves to like uh, interact with the female and like uh, like gay it would have been a gay paradise or like, sure. like locked off in a dorm with just a bunch of other male wizards you just go <laughs> ape shit on each I mean yeah a lot of people uh, feel that uh, Scorpius and Albus Severus Potter in The Cursed Child are should have been a gay relationship aren't they like 13 well you like watch them i mean you could know you're gay at 13 no for sure but i think yeah. that there's a lot of kids that don't that like aren't like well they just have like sort of an obsessive friendship in a way that like suggests that they could potentially have romantic feelings yeah, for sure yeah that's that's but that's what uh harry and hermione were too right and then sort of like harry and hermione never had suggestion of romance right um but they were so tight they were so tight yeah. you i would say if you were in book three you would think that he would end up with hermione at some point because they go off and save Sirius together. I don't know exactly why, but uh, I'm like just the two of them are given so much. Just like from story, like learn, just from pure story yeah. perspective. Yes. You're reading it, you're like, oh, these two are going to end up together. Th the female protagonist and the male. The that's two part leads. of that, and I think that is part of the narrative of like whenever we see a guy and he is with a girl, right, and They're like exactly. on an adventure. Yeah. they're going to end up in love. Which I and think that's is why I like true. that. It's like yeah. Ginny gets uh, comes out later, and you're I, like, I think some of that was balancing. Hermione gets petrified in chamber of secrets so it's harry and ron together and then so they kind of flip it for azkaban where yeah. like ron gets hurt and so then him harry and hermione get to do the final like together it feels a little like right oh he has let's, two let's best character friends. development both yeah of like yeah. we get yeah. both of them but yeah i mean i as someone who's always had guy friends i like loved that right that's and gotta, yeah to answer your question from i don't know an eternity ago i loved hermione when i was first reading the books like i identified with her so intensely and I when they put out the audition call for the movies I was so sad that I was a a year too old and b not British and my friend Kyle Sheldon and I who used to do plays with and he moved back to Texas we got on the phone with each other and we're reading passages of the book to see if we could have convincing enough British accents oh my god because I like wanted to be her so bad and I also wasn't really a reader I never read for fun even though I was like a good student so it was like over winter break or spring break or something and I read the first book in like two days and I just could not stop talking to my mom about like this is girl in the book and she's like just like me she like raises her hand all the time and gets so frustrated when she doesn't get <laughs> called on it's like why aren't you calling on me and she's like his friend and she's like annoying at first but she's really cool and like has helped save him like she has to do like a logic puzzle with bottles of poison to like get through to get the sorcerer's stone and you know i love those logic puzzles 
and, Scr- and your mom's like, oh, like <laughs> making a screwdriver while you just like <laughs> rammed at her. She's like, oh, Jess, uh, we need to get you into <laughs> mock trial. <laughs> I think though, as it went on, I think like honestly, I love, I love Harry. Like it makes total sense. Like, how do you not relate to the main character who's like been through some shit, handles things well? You're in his brain for a lot of it. So yeah, I remember. I mean, I I was. I mean, as like a dude reading the books, Harry is the one that you're supposed to relate to from the beginning, and probably yeah. as a girl too. But uh, reading it, I was so into it, and then book five rolls around, and like the weight of Harry's, like the stuff that has happened to him, like the death and yeah. the. Uh, and then just the kind of like the weight of this responsibility like finally hits him. He's like old enough to finally start to deal with it. And he's just a real shit for most of that. Yeah, book. I remember her now being like, you're turned off by And you him, get uh, furious with him. Yeah. And it was weird being Because like, he's like kind of like turns into angsty. He's yes, like, and he can't control yeah. his temper and he keeps making his like, he makes things even harder for himself by like, sh- like running his mouth. Yeah, yeah. But that is the moment where like Ron gets a little bit dumb too and Hermione is really the only one who like still has her shit together yeah and that was that I I think I always liked Hermione up to that point but when Harry goes bad yeah like Hermione is like the rock for the series at that point she's definitely like one of the most constant forces in the book I mean you know Ron straight up leaves I sort of feel like in the end I wish she was a little nicer to Ron because he is like still so loyal and like he is in such a hard position both with his family and now he's his best friend is like the chosen one he's worried that the girl he's falling in love with is always gonna like him better for sure yeah i mean like he's literally amongst a family of wizards uh, his best friend is the best wizard the girl he likes is the most intelligent wizard like yeah. it's like he's like uh, and i'm just this goofy redhead guy yeah, like, <laughs> i'm pretty good at stuff though he, yeah. i mean then like i wish harry would have sucked at quidditch like, why couldn't he have also, like, like that would have been, I know it's supposed to be, like, but, like, it made him, like. He's good. He is good at everything. Right. He, if he was a female character, the internet would have fucking exploded. They would have been, like. Right. They would have been, like. How is he so good at, this is ridiculous. What's it called? Mary suing uh, or yeah, something, something like, like that, that. No one bats an eye if it's a guy, but Harry is absolutely that. I yeah. guess so, but he's. Um, as I'm currently doing my re-listen to the later books, every fall I re-listen to them. Um, <laughs> I'm almost done with six right now. Um, and uh, That's so awesome. Do you get anything new out of it or does it feel like home listening to it? Like, um, what is it? When I first, this is like the third year, fourth year I've done this fourth year I've done this and the first time I did it I got a lot of stuff I like totally forgot things you know smaller points of the mysteries and like things that get are things that are different from the movie where then you just saying it now made me like I was like oh I should probably re-listen it's been like 10 years I wonder I I, it's been 10 years since I've read it and I read them all up like when a new one would come out you would read all the ones right before that Oh, you would like, again. so you read it in like so rounds, I've read one, kind of I've like. I've read one like a ton of times and the last one once, and I haven't gone back and listened to So it. like when seven was coming out, you'd read one through six again? Well, I was so sad. I mean, we'll get back because I interrupted Jess. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, oh, I, I, was, I interrupted. I was <laughs> so sad when the last one came out, and I was like, I want to read through these all again right now, but I'm not going to. I'm going to wait so I can forget stuff so it's like a little bit fresh when it, when oh, it comes nice, back. Nice, nice. I will also say that now I've been thinking about what I just said about Harry, and I think he's actually not good at everything i want to walk that back a little bit that's exactly what i was gonna say he's not good at school he's not a good student like he is really really good at defense against the dark arts but he can never he he like doesn't master other spells easily he's like 
as a student, he's good. Like he he'd be like the student who's in like AP history. You know what I mean? Where you're like, oh, he's like obviously smart. And yeah. when it's when well, it, that's why I related to Harry is because that's how I felt. I was right. like, I kind of know this, but I'm not going to do any of the shit. Yeah, they or want it's me like do. If, yeah. if you have that interest in that one subject, then then that really lets your intelligence shine. Yeah, but you're not like driven enough or intellectually curious enough to apply that same skill and attention to everything. Like Hermione's AP everything. Yes, exactly. And like ultimately, actually, him and Ron on paper get almost the same grades all the time, except for Defense Against the Dark Arts. That's the only thing that he outshines Ron in grades. Oh, is that what your report card tattoo on your bicep is? Yeah, sorry. It's, <laughs> he only beat Ron once. Uh, and it's wow, out. now I totally get it. Yeah, it just compares their OWLs. And Ron is actually good at Quidditch too when he's not freaking out. Yeah, he eventually yes, gets to be good. He's the keeper, right? We yeah. were just yeah. talking about how Quidditch is... Stupid. A stupid, stupid... Like, the the math of Quidditch as a sport is really terrible. Because <laughs> there should be no sport where one thing is the instant win. Like, that just doesn't, like... That's not exciting in sports. Right. The strategy doesn't make sense. If if, if why why do anything except go after the snitch? Well, not, exactly. not only that, but like let's say okay, so snitch is worth 150. Every uh, goal from the quaff is worth 10, right? So let's say that you're winning, then you want to catch this. You still have to catch the snitch to win. Right. There is no scenario in which you can because like let's say you've scored. 14 goals. Right, yeah. You still have to catch the snitch for the game to end. Yeah, I think and like that's 290 and, to 0. And the other then. person has caught nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you catch it twice and you still can't catch the snitch like I guess that would make sense. But then it's like why would you even bother scoring No, it's goal? it's I, it's I was saying this to Zach. It's like she threw it out there and then didn't realize what like a huge part of the world it would become and then she was like oh right. no and then I think once they started making the movies they were probably like hey can you put more Quidditch shit in the books or or you know uh, chicken egg whatever it was but like the second you start making the movies you're like oh Quidditch is gonna be the coolest it part it looks yeah, cool yeah. the thing that I will say the little bit of like backtracking sh- she's able to do is that point differences matter so right. like in tournament scoring, right. you have you can't win unless your your victory is by enough, which I think like puts back a little strategy right, on right, what the right. chasers are doing and makes a, a seeker have to weigh. Even if I see the cinch now, should I get it? <laughs> Here's another thing: as I would I I just re-listen, I'm re-listening to six right now. They only play three games. Each team only plays. They just play the other house yeah, once. Three teams, so they have all thing. these practices to play three games in the whole year, which is an insane. Oh, right, because they're not playing other schools. No, they're no. just because oh, we don't know that there's other magic schools, or do you in the Harry you, Potter? You team? know, do. in book four, because the other two, two of the schools come visit for the Tri Wizard Tournament. Yeah, oh, you can also right. you can also kind of infer because they talk a lot. Like it's the greatest wizarding school in all of Britain is said a lot. Yeah. Oh, um, right, right. We were talking about this earlier. There's definitely one in New York. That's where it is, right? It's in uh, I think it's in New like Mass- or, No, it's in Massachusetts. I don't know. Fuck. I feel like in uh, they mention it in um Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. They it's do. definitely in the Northeast. It's in it's, it's in called, the US. It's called yeah. Ilvermorny. Yeah. It's called what? Ilvermorny. Ilvermorny. <laughs> it's, it's the first American school. There's a Quidditch team in Salem, but there's not a school in Salem. That's so interesting. I mean, they have Quidditch teams like they have like a Premier League of Quidditch teams. So then there's like professional Quidditch there's right. a bunch of teams you right. know the Where Chudley like, Cannons the or people go on to play yeah Hollyhock whatever uh, Hollyhead Harpies yeah <laughs> there's like other teams but the school Quidditch <laughs> makes no sense especially for how much they practice no like if you were on a sports team and you played three games and you only year. played your classmates like yeah. you only played scrimmages those are just scrimmages yeah. yeah I mean I know there's like that weird 
school uh uh what's what are they called gryffindor what are they those are called schools houses. Houses. houses there's like that weird house rivalry but that doesn't like that's not exciting to play your own but school here's the other thing it would be like if the equipment is also such like an integral part of how good your team is. It right, would, and that's kind of bullshit that like brooms, like you can buy It better, would be but, like if one baseball team was allowed to use aluminum bats and everyone else wasn't. <laughs> right. It's like, that's insane. Right, <laughs> like, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, my, my now husband, when we were first dating, had never read any of them and he sort of read them as like... Uh, as a rite of passage, as like before, um, like most relationships, a sign like, of affection, I guess. <laughs> classic of like, tradition states you ask the father of the bride for her hand, unless of course it's Jess, in which case you have to read all seven books yes. <laughs> and then and figure out what I, kind of I, ring I, I want. Strongly suggested that my now wife read them. <laughs> strongly suggested. Um, this would not, be great. I didn't tell her to read them. I said it would be great for me if you would read these books. Yeah. We would talk twenty percent more if yes. you read this. He. We had not been dating that long uh, when he read them, but um, it took. I was like, he uh, same thing like we've said before. Like once we got into like three and beyond, he was like, oh no, these are these are good. This is interesting. And he was like, although he thought like things in the first book were like compelling, like you know, got getting emotional over like an orphan boy seeing in the mirror of Era said that the only thing he would want is his parents. That like that that stuff is really moving and yeah, and heartbreaking. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, Uh, but he was like Quidditch is ridiculous and I was like yeah no I'm not gonna defend Quidditch at all like it's sort of it's fun there's like fun world building there it's like fun to know that like the snitch is like a fun magical object and but you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna defend Quidditch fantasy sports is cool and also um Jess and I did shows in Edinburgh, Scotland a couple years back, and that's where uh, J.K. Rowling was when she was writing it. And it's largely believed that the kind of like visual, uh, is the from- visuals of Hogwarts is based off of Edinburgh Castle. And uh, a lot of the time of the year, there is a giant arena set up next to the Edinburgh Castle for the Edinburgh Tattoo, which is like this huge Scottish military parade. It's a crazy show. Military parade doesn't really quite describe what it is. It's insane. There's like fireworks that come out of the side of the castle, <laughs> and it's really cool and really expensive. For the tattoo at twenty tattoo with a rat tattoo. It's a tattoo, and then Dragon will come when he hears the drum in a minute or two. Told you today. Vo- Do you know good vocal, vocal warm up from theater? <laughs> oh yes, theater. Of course, something I do as well. Yeah, but well, and, but, but, but anyway. my theater started at UCB, so I have such a specific take on what theater is. Like I never did anything before UCB. Oh man, <laughs> that's wild. That's wild. That's wild. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Someone else was telling You're- me this, and I was literally like, not about you, like someone else who had like that same experience, and I was like, how'd you? What'd you? How would you, why'd you do this? If like, I had been uh, coaching you on an improv team, you would be one of those people that I have to be like, no, I know they're behind you. You have to face the fucking audience. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, but they're right here. <laughs> yeah, like, but wouldn't it look weird if I was st- standing out there? Um, I know. It's, I think I just was a comedy nerd. And then I tried to take acting classes as I, you know, I'm a bad actor and I've been doing this now for 10 years. I take acting classes and I'm like, I hate this. I hate everyone in this class. I hate all of my classmates. I need like, <laughs> I, I, I'm you, never going to work. You got to be in a certain mental space to get down with acting classes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I think I need, and I, I'm not a closed minded person. I'm very like, it, it, I mean, maybe I am a little bit. I'm more of a, I have to make comments all the time, but I can really let myself go into like a hippy dippy new age kind of vibe and acting is still like acting classes are still a little too far for me and i think a lot of it is ruined not by the 
curriculum, but by my classmates. Yeah. Like the people in acting classes, now that I'm in Los Angeles, kind of like stress. Yeah, me I think out that's probably like a different grouping than like, oh, we're all in like a college environment. Right, right, right. You're probably dealing with some hot dum dums. Yeah, a lot of hot dum dums. I have like a very specific archetype of male actor that I've had like in a lot of classes, and they were like tall relatively handsome relatively clean cut like just the right amount of stubble everyone wears like a solid print v-neck and like 250 dollar jeans yeah and kind of stands like this in all of their scenes and like for the just, listener he has a great posture yeah, it's just like that out. sort of like full i don't have scoliosis i have definition stance yeah and a lot of like you know they all want to do scenes where they yell or like push a woman or something <laughs> like that <laughs> It's a lot of that in theater. Yeah. <laughs> for real. Um, um, wait, so what character did you... I, I know we said... But were there any other side characters? Well, real quick side story is I didn't see the first movie until I had finished like the fourth book or whatever. That's I'm great. sure that's true for a lot of people because yeah. they just didn't come out that way. But when I first saw the first movie was when I found out that it's uh, Hermione and not Hermione. Yeah. Like the yes, whole I said, time... I said her name wrong. I said McGonagall's name wrong. I don't even remember what I was saying. Her... McGonagall, Dumbledore, and I think. Wait, how'd you say Dumbledore? I don't know. It was it was one of the. I never said it out loud. Right? Yeah, so I know. I know yeah, that I exact never, thing. Yeah, I was. I like assumed there were like more L's and a couple more M's in it. Dumb- Jenny's name wrong too. Guinea? Yeah, I think I called her Guinea. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's my. That's the character I play in the Harry Potter universe. Hey, it's me, Guinea Weasley. Get over here, you fuck. You want a couple of butterbeers? Hey, I got a Nimbus 2000. Fell off a truck. Don't ask any questions. And that was pretty... Those were good Harry Potter specific. Well, here's the thing. I did read all the books, but I also have been at UCB for a while. So, like, that's I right. can maintain yeah. a certain level of specifics just from being around scenes and bits like that. <laughs> oh, just to loop back real quick. Um, so... Because there is that like arena erected for the Edinburgh tattoo, it looks like there's a giant stadium outside of Edinburgh Castle all the time. And oh, some right. people say so that that's probably... influenced. Like, oh, there should be a sport, a wizard sport. That, that makes sense. And if you like, if if people are playing hurling at all in Scotland, that looks like Quidditch. Yeah, because that's like a stick sport. That's like male. It's kind of like the brutal field hockey. Mm-hmm. Like, it, but it's like a Celtic uh, UK sport. So it it could look like arguably like Quidditch as well. Were there any side characters you guys related to? Because I remember. Uh, reading the books, I loved Hagrid because he was like the weird woodsy animal guy. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And I, I liked that he was like a giant bearded freak for some reason. And then uh, <laughs> then like when you saw the movie, when I saw the first movie, I was like, oh, man, that's who I am. <laughs> but how does Hagrid end? Does he like have a good ending or a bad yeah, ending? No, he's, he's, okay. good. he's good. He's great. Yeah. Um, he I, doesn't molest uh, Harry. Cool. Am I remembering something else? <laughs> am I remembering? Uh, am I projecting? <laughs> he does not. Does um, not molest Harry. Not Hard no. That, not in the time that we hear. Um, okay, but... There are theories, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm sure you can find anything. Check out Pottermore. Cabin in the woods. <laughs> um, kicked out of Hogwarts. No one knows why. We do know why. Um, Wait, why did he get kicked out? What was the what he got accused spiders. of opening the Chamber of Secrets? Ah, uh, right. There's they a bunch got, of deaths. Uh, there's one death. Moni Myrtle. Just Moni Myrtle. Hey, thanks. Hey, no for problem. For having listened to it more recently. Um, we're home. And so, <laughs> welcome home. Uh, they think welcome it, home. They Ooh, blame, when someone else says it, it makes me feel like I'm a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Tom Riddle opens up the Chamber of Secrets, real monster, which is a basilisk, right. but he's able to frame Hagrid for the death of Moni Myrtle by showing that he's raising a giant spider. Oh, Which okay, is the okay. giant spiders that are running around in the Forbidden Forest. Aragog. Yes. Oh, there um, we go. Um, I, all my questions have been answered. Uh, yeah. 
I really like uh, I really like Lupin, and I feel I was gonna say Lupin. I feel like a little is sad. Lupin the Lupin's one who the could the turn were- to werewolf? Lupin's yeah. the werewolf. But is Sirius Black is also a werewolf. So no. all of Lupin's three friends all become animagus to become animals so that they can chill with him when he is a wolf. So that's ah. Harry's dad becomes a stag, becomes a oh, deer. Oh, right. That's why that's, that, his, that's why uh, his Patronus. Patronus. Yeah. Oh. Sirius Black becomes a dog. And and Peter oh, Pettigrew. a dog. Right. That's what yeah, it was. Yeah, Peter Pettigrew becomes, becomes a rat. Because why wouldn't you choose a fucking rat if you could choose an animal to turn well, into? Is it sort of like a Patronus where you're not in control necessarily? That's a bummer. I yeah, think, I would I be really pissed be if my right. friends were a wolf, a dog, a stag, and, and I'm, I'm a, a dolphin. Rat. I can't fucking go anywhere. <laughs> you just instantly die. You're like, I got, I did it. You Dolph- just become a dolphin Dolphins on land. Dolphins are mammals. Oh, they just wouldn't man. be able to go anywhere. That's no, because awesome. like Rita Skeeter's a beetle, and you get why it would make sense for her to want to do that as like a sneaky reporter. But but like as a kid, you would never be like, I want to be a beetle. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, but it's also not that common. What are the choices? Be- wolf. I'll do beetle. <laughs> You're right, it is not that common. Uh, I don't know. I think I don't know that it's ever explicitly stated. It's probably on Pottermore somewhere. It is one of those things that, like, you figure like I always assumed that Hermione would figure it at one point, just because it was like a thing oh, yeah. that she Hermione, you know, reads all books and learns all magic yeah. that is available. Yeah. What? Uh, so what? What about Lupin? Why did you like Lupin? Well, I like. I mean, Sirius becomes like the flashy character of being like. James Potter's best friend. So, like, I mean, he obviously starts off, we think that he's a bad guy, and then we could just discover that he's good and wrongfully accused and is Harry's godfather. But he's so broke. I mean, they're all c- kind of broken, but he- Sirius is like so broken. I like him. He's a great character, but he's like kind of sad, you know, and mm-hmm. like, and, and Lupin really actually has like more time with Harry and like teaches him things. And he has Do you know the French word for wolf, by the way, is Lou, L-O-U-P. Yeah, I think that was probably in the nominative symbolism I would imagine, yeah. Voldemort means like to kill death. Oh, shit. Because Mort. Death eater. Yeah, death eater, yeah. And. Yeah. Oh, Mort, yeah, mortuary, mortuary. I see people getting the Death Eater tattoo. That blows my mind. I don't even understand people getting the Deathly Hallows symbol, except for that it looks like a cool, not that dorky of a tattoo. It could just be shapes. But, like, to seek the Deathly Hallows is to be, like, obsessed with power. Yeah, for sure. But, and and that's weird. But, like, weirder than that is, like, hey, let me put the wizard equivalent of the KKK on there. Yeah. Like a swastika. Like a swastika. Yeah, Yeah, the ISIS symbol. Yeah, Yeah. it's terrible. Um, I get why Hot Topic wants to put it on shirts. It's very much. Or temp tattoos. Yeah. but, But, like, you have to just get the H lightning bolt P. Like, that's the only thing, right? Yeah. I, or just, do you have just the lightning I think, bolt? I think if I were to get a Harry Potter tattoo, it would be a lightning bolt because I think that's... On only- your forehead? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm married. Uh- <laughs> On your forehead or you're not a real fan. That's right. Um, uh- <laughs> Imagine going out for auditions and being like... You can cover this. <laughs> can- hey, don't worry. You can cover this. I'll just uh, get bangs. I'll get a lightning bolt. Get like Zoe Dutch yeah. bangs to brush away and reveal your yeah. wizard. I picture you with yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's a bigger thing for you to do. Yeah, bangs picture. is weirder oh, than you I have bangs. <laughs> tattoo, Harry Potter tattoo. I can see. Your hair would get matted under your backwards hat. Um, I but Lupin like actually teaches him stuff, and I think that he has like an interesting position. And the, and one that I feel like I've seen in friend groups, which is like the person who isn't part of the best friend duo, but is like the third friend. Yeah. And not like in the way that Harry, Ron, and Hermione are are true like trio, yeah. but like Her- James and Sirius are like 
do or die blood brothers. And then Lupin is like there too, but is like good at school and like wants to follow the rules a little bit more. And then Peter Pettigrew is just like a whiny hanger on who right. betrays them. Right. But Lupin has like this sort of like interesting thing where I feel like Harry doesn't even really give him credit for how close he he also was to his yeah. dad. Yeah. And he also maybe doesn't want it, which makes him cooler too. Yeah. Is that he's not trying to pay, play off as he's the best friend or And whatever. he's dealing with this like real sad thing and then his love story is like so sweet and like the fact that like Tonks is just like obsessed with him and just like wants to be with him and he's like you can't be with me I'm a mess it's just very uh, sweet what is the name for what Tonks is oh uh, what's Tonks Nymphador Tonks is um one of the only not shithead Slytherins in the entire Harry Potter canon um she is she's a Slytherin yes I'm pretty gonna... sure. I got it. I got to check. I'm almost positive. <laughs> Zach uh, is a Slytherin. Yeah. Are you? Mm-hmm. Wait, and you guys, are, you're okay with this? Yeah. yeah. Or has uh, Jess forcefully sorted you there? No, no, no. 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 Yeah. Pottermore sorted oh. me. <laughs> what, what? Every fucking time. What makes you think? What? What? What about you makes you a Slytherin? That's tricky. And. Is it your dark features? Well, I think it's my dark features. No, I mean by book canon, I should have bleached blonde hair. Right. Yeah. The book. I mean, like the books are a little bit weird about it because the books are from a Gryffindor perspective, and Slytherin is the house with the most complicated history. Although, like, let's say racist supremacist history, but like you got to figure a fourth of the wizarding population of Britain goes through that house. Right. Right. So like you don't meet the ones that are like normal or good. Right. Also, uh, J.K. Rowling has done a weird... Yeah, because like in the SS, there's like a bunch of guys who are just good soldiers. (laughs) That's right. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) There's good guys on all sides. That's the point I'm trying to make. (laughs) Well, you can directly quote me as... Um, but no, like the Slytherins you meet are like Draco and Crab and Goyle. There's right. nothing Slytherin-y about Crab and Goyle. They're right. fucking like dumb meatheads. They're dumb yeah. like little golems walking yeah. around. Yeah. Um, but the books are written from like a Gryffindor perspective, so you get a bunch of people that don't seem like they should be in Gryffindor in Gryffindor. Right. My argument has to, always, to help differentiate. Just yeah. So you can have I mean, some, my like, argument is that like if you really want to like sort them in a boring kind of arbitrary way, like Harry is a Gryffindor, Hermione is a Ravenclaw. Uh, because she's super smart. Um, Ron is a Hufflepuff, and Fred and George are what not racist Slytherins would be like. Right, like kind of like chaos agents. Which is not, yeah. yeah which is not to say that like Hermione isn't a Gryffindor. She absolutely is. It's which is to say the houses are like complicated, and we only right. ever see Slytherins who are racist. So, so what are the positive Slytherin uh, attributes? All the think? same stuff that's positive about Gryffindor. They right. get decided as like two sides of the same coin all the time. Right. They are just a little more. Uh, uh, easily succumb to power or wanting power. I think power. because like they have they get their drive gets more characterized as ambitious and I think like we know that ambition can sometimes have a dark pull. Right, but sometimes but it sometimes doesn't. But sometimes it doesn't. It mean, just means you're, just you're driven and focused driven person. person. I've yeah. seen the argument that like uh, both of them are about Gryffindor and Slytherin are both about results. Slytherin cares a little bit less about the way that you get the results. It's oh, more yeah. about and like, justifies the and means. justifies the means. And Gryffindors are like kind of more concerned with what people think about you than is maybe useful. Like sometimes, yeah. sometimes to the detriment of the goal. They oh, definitely okay. are both seeking glory. Yes, like which, but Gryffindors are maybe more likely to like be okay dying. 
You know what I mean? Like, right. And, and, to die and, for the cause. It might even have a negative, like, martyr complex of, like, I'd love to die for the cause. And so right. I was like, no, we don't, no one needs to, no one should die. That right. defeats the purpose if we, right. if yes. we die. So Lauren's like, no, let's let the people who oppose us or the th- whatever opposes us die before us. But Zach and I are in the same. Ilvermorny house. That's true. We're both in the same American Hogwarts house. Wait, because the Pottermore swords and uh, do it they have different now. names too? Yeah, there's. Um, We're in Thunderbird, Thunderbird, but there's also Puckwudgie, the Horned Serpent, and uh, it's that cat that starts with a W. Wampa, Wampus Cat. Yeah, <laughs> Wampus. Oh, it's a awesome. weird, like six-legged panther. It's a very cool. Oh, cool! Like, it, or if it was D and D, it would be a displacer. It's a beast. displacer beast. It's straight <laughs> up a displacer beast. <laughs> Uh, uh, so where would I where where would I go? What house would I be in? I always thought Hufflepuff because they were like the least academic, is what I remember. Here's the thing, and here's where the sorting gets skewed. There are only two houses that really like most actors go Slytherin or Gryffindor because those are the houses that don't have like weird social hangups. Right. Like Ravenclaw's something that I always when I first read them I was like oh uh, creativity and wit is a Ravenclaw thing but then when you kind of get into it more wit doesn't mean comedy wit right. means like intelligence wit, yeah, so I thought brain. I was a Ravenclaw all growing up Ravenclaw was like the house that I associated with. oh um, god what a letdown when Potter but you know the hat you. takes your thoughts into consideration so if you really wanted to be a Ravenclaw you probably would have been probably a Ravenclaw yeah Ravenclaw. yeah um, yeah I. I mean, I think you're probably a Gryffindor, Gabrus. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Be- because I think you're too bold to be a Hufflepuff. Oh, are they sort of like wallflowery? No, they're not wallflowery, but I think that they're more like, uh, you know, uh, I don't think a Hufflepuff does improv like you do improv. <laughs> I think it might. I think I think I can. I think I'm probably a Muggle. <laughs> I'm probably have wizard blood. When I show up there, they're like, let's just tell him he's a muggle. He'll just go back to fucking working at the kebab cart. <laughs> I don't know why I work at a kebab cart in this world, but I mean, that's my second job Huff- after Huffle- wizard. Hufflepuffs pursue happiness in a way that the other houses don't. Okay. In I can see myself. In a way that's cool. Yeah. yeah. I, could, I, I, have a, I feel that vibe. But I don't think you're not like, I don't think. Well, I don't know. I don't think Hufflepuffs are simple, but I think that they would be more likely to have like simple worldviews. Yeah. Not unintelligent, but just like, it is what it is. Let it right. And I don't really think that of you. Yeah, no, I don't have that. But, <laughs> uh, are you Gryffindor? Yes. Yeah. It, it is another problem of Also, like... we dress the same, so we're both Gryffindors. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we right. have to be. We're on the same Quidditch team. I played Quidditch at USC for, I did this uh, short-lived web series called John versus College, where I went to colleges and did college things at like the age of 30. Were That's you John? Awesome. Yeah, I was the titular John. I went to Texas Tech and uh, went, or uh, I went to... Texas A&M and went to a uh, tailgate. I went to USC and marched with the marching band and learned like the steps and stuff like that. And then I played Quidditch with the USC Quidditch team. What it was brutal. I thought I was gonna have a heart attack. I swear <laughs> to God, because you're just—it's just like lacrosse, but you have to hold the stick in between that, your legs. That part makes me so angry. It's so like, unnecessary. It's so dumb. Like it the- is dangerous. I have a fucking stick next to my dick while I'm running around. <laughs> it's like this could go anywhere. Also, why would like that's not a fun thing to Wait, do? Wait, the dick or the stick? Yeah, I gotta get rid of this dick. <laughs> it's killing me. It's getting in the way of the stick anywhere. between my legs. <laughs> this thing could go anywhere. Trust me. At, at its size, it could fit anywhere. 
Uh, uh, there we go. Well, we might as well end on that. <laughs> that huge moment there. Um, but guys, thanks for coming on talk, talking to me about Harry Potter. Before we get into your actual plugs, here's one Harry Potter question I want to ask you guys. If you could either work on or bring into uh, existence a Harry Potter IP... Like we talked, you know, like in the rain, in the vein of like a prequel or a side story, or imagine the Harry Potter extended universe is like launched and twenty movies are launched. Like, what would be the movie or the book you guys individually or together would really want to see? I would want to see. Yeah, see or read, like, or want to exist. Um, I think I'd want to see the founders because i think we've like the four founders of the of hogwarts and because they, uh, they're they're allegedly each one of the schools right is yeah that what so is? godric people? gryffindor rarina ravenclaw helga yeah. hufflepuff and salazar saloon they all have uh alliterative, <laughs> alliterative names of course um, and just to like place this in time for you uh J.K. Rowling kind of like retconned the the fantasy universe and sorted like like Merlin is a Slytherin, so like you gotta figure it's before then. Oh shit! So it's pre Arthurian legend. These yes. four people exist. Correct. Yeah. So we're looking at like eleventh century, twelfth century. Yeah, I think so. It's, oh, I, interesting. I don't know exactly, but it's, so I it's think yeah. I think that because we've heard some people, I think it would it would be fun to see Harry's parents at school. It'd be fun to see like a Marauders movie, but I think we've heard a lot about like what their time was like. A Marauders movie. That would be fun. That's like the good guy group of like rebels. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. James Sirius Lupin and Peter Pettigrew. Oh, that would be awesome. Like I, like, I just pictured like grease in my head for yeah. some reason. They're like the I four mean, of them are like, Hey, tell me more. It <laughs> would be fun to watch their seventh year because Lily hates James for all of school and then eventually marries him. So like what is, is the turning seventh year? Oh, but fun! I th- so it would be really fun. But I think we've heard a lot about it. We've heard less about like what early creation wizard of it, yeah. creation of the school would be like. Oh, that's really fun. Yeah. She's kind of getting into it now, but I'm I am interested in what the hell American Hogwarts has been up to for right. like yeah. all this time. <laughs> yeah, um, and where are they? We need where them. are they now? <laughs> Please. In terms of like weird <laughs> IP, I I'm kind of shocked that they haven't developed a World of Warcraft style Harry Potter game. It's yet. crazy that there's not a MMORPG. There's from one Harry called Potter. Wizards 101, which is basically being like, they're not gonna make one. We should make something, but it's for kids and it's like a card based game. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it totally makes sense. There should be like a, you like. It's nuts that like it feels like. I know so many people that don't play video games that would be into that. Right. And it makes it the, the IP. I, I, can't, I can't believe it's not being. It has to be being developed, right? I, would, I mean, I don't think so. It's been so yeah. long. I would also be interested in like Zach and I dropping everything and just starting a Wizard Rock band. Yep. Because uh, Wizard <laughs> Rock was was like a real thing. I mean, I'm still sure some of these bands still play, but there was a time where like it was really exploding. It's all sort of like synthy, poppy, punky bands. I'm, Harry and the Potters, a- Draco and the Malfoys, like the Crookshanks experience. There's like tons of wizard bands. Uh, and they're sort of falling by the wayside a little bit I think bit now. their <laughs> moment was more like peak fandom. Yeah, they're yeah. more based around like when the books were still coming out. Yeah, you gotta be able to play a book launch party somewhere. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so that's why you're hoping that there's more IP to come. Yeah, so those you guys are really, get... <laughs> want those gigs to pop up again. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna watch all the Fantastic Beast movies. Yeah, so Same I, here. And I watched gonna, the first one and I didn't even really like it. I liked it. I'm going to watch them all just to see if that big thundery bird shows up again. Oh, yeah. I like him. I like beasts. Give me them beasts, That big thunderbird was cool. I like a lot of the beasts. 
um, in that book. I like the idea of it. Ha- like they sort of flesh out a little bit more of how it coexists with the real world that right. we didn't see as much in Harry Potter. Yeah. And so I thought that was like really fun. Like sort of like, although the mind wipe trope is like so like it's problematic. It's so bro. Deus Ex Machina. Like also too, where you're just like, oh. No, we can't get discovered. We got discovered. Okay, do this. You know, yeah. like it's, uh, but it also it's like fucked up, right? It's like date rape drugs. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, I forgot a lot of stuff that happened last night. Oh, yeah, you're damn right, brother. <laughs> <laughs> you just unlocked a whole dark territory of wizardry. Uh, yeah. How long until there's like a Netflix series called The Hogwarts Teacher's Lounge and it's like just like a comedy, like a long take comedy from- I uh, mean, we're only mm-hmm. one step away. I don't know if you've watched The Magician series at all, but no. The Magicians was like, oh, we're sexy Harry Potter and the books, that's kind of true. The series, that's really true. Uh, it's all, like they lean in. It's all they do is like <laughs> drugs and sex and like- weird pop culture references to things that are going on right it's now. It's the Riverdale of... Uh... For, yeah, it's like we're not far off. Like the show that you just pitched, someone is buying right now. Please, please. Please, we'll please let me be in let it. Me be in let it. me I'll be in it. Young... I want to do the Young Hagrid Chronicles. Oh, <laughs> yes. Someone write this for Gabris. I'm going to do a one-man show on the Young Hagrid Chronicles. Um, you guys have a new podcast. Well, relatively new podcast. I guess it's not that new anymore, but yeah. it's still hot. It's still fresh. Hot off the presses. Hot off the pod press. Pod press. <laughs> um, yeah, off book, the improvised musical podcast. We have on a guest and make up a brand new musical. Sounds amazing. <laughs> you gotta Sounds be on Truly it. terrifying to the core. If I do it, it will be the first time I've ever been nervous on a podcast in my entire life. So oh, I'm very curious about doing it. It'll be great. That. I mean, yeah. Well, I'm going to try, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I have the power to say you can't put it out. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, I would ever, like, I, mean, I have that. I have. I'm nerves about it, but I also have literally no shame or care what people think of me. So I, I, I'm riding a very specific line here. I mean, this is just, you're just speaking such Gryffindor right now. <laughs> God damn it. I knew it. Um, and uh, where are, where are you guys uh, at on Twitter? So, cause fans will yell at us about what I got wrong or how stupid it is about Harry Potter blank or whatever. Yes. At Jess R. McKenna. At Zach Reno. That's, but there's an I in Reno. R E I N O. Yeah, baby. dog. Yeah, dog. Your I- name is one, or earlier you said Hermione, you never said out loud. I realize I've never said your name. Why would you? Why you go around talking about people's last names? Yeah. My, like, my, it, like I'm the only person who's like, if you refer to me without my last name, it doesn't make, you know what I mean? Because your like, first name is John. Right. Exactly. Like There have been other Johns in your life. <laughs> right. You've yeah. needed to There's been one, one lived in my house with me. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's name was John. My name was Jonathan. My mom didn't like the name John, named me Jonathan. I don't fully understand why she named me. I'm not junior. I'm a completely, it's like having a, all right, never mind. Let's get, fuck this. <laughs> um, anything else you guys uh, want to plug? Nah. Nah. No, we out. All right. We Give have. us five stars and say nice things about Gabris in, <laughs> no! in our podcast reviews. <laughs> if you put a nice review of me on uh, the uh, no, I was going to call it Face Off. Off book. <laughs> face Off. You guys have that hockey. I got it confused with your hockey short. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. We will, uh, any nice reviews about Gabers, we will sing on our podcast. <laughs> 
<laughs> guys, check out Off Book, Jess and Zach. Thank you for coming on. And remind, now I'm going to, I think, re-listen to some. Uh, who reads them? JK? Jim Dale. Oh. And it's incredible. And then I've also heard that uh, Stephen Merchant does like the British version. Apparently, oh. he's really great, too. Oh, I might read the British but version. The Jim Dale ones, he's won like Grammys and stuff for them because he does like distinct voices for every character. And they're really good. Oh, that's so, so awesome. That's to, to, it is definitely at this point just like comfort food. It's just like a pleasant thing in my car. Oh, that's awesome. Um, well, thank you, guys. Thank, thank you. Thanks for coming on. I'm sorry Arthur puked directly in between you at minute it one. Was truly, you had great aim. It was truly very charming. <laughs> <laughs> Never has vomit been cuter. <laughs> oh, I begged to... Di- oh. Oh. <laughs> Bye, shitheads. That was a HeadGum Podcast.